0: they would be the one that's in power to change the deadline and then you're sitting there kind of going but I've expended all my energy we're accelerating all these workloads and stresses and
1: worries which will lead to burnout in the now for work that doesn't belong in the now it belongs in the future in the room 52 Joker's Wild
0: we've been doing our shows for uh How long have we been doing it? We've been doing it since the middle of June last year. And in in the process of that, we have been in lockdown several times, but we've managed to keep on going, keep on going, keep on focused in what we're doing. One of the things that came to mind last week due to uh, a little course that I'm doing on counselling and all that is your own well-being and whether you're actually looking after yourself and whether you're taking care of your i suppose spiritual self physical self whatever just to make sure that you your well-being is kept in order and this kind of prompted me to think you know how do we know where we are with things at times because we 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 send to we tend to work in a certain way of doing things and we, you know, we get very, very locked into what we're doing and very focused that we end up thinking that that's the be all end all of everything and don't really quite know when to take breaks at times. And and we have to get into the swing of that. Now, I know that the last few weeks just seem to have gone past in a blur. They're just, they just whiz past and and you don't know where you are. And I, I came across this little website called uh, This Is Karma. And it's all about sort of becoming calm. And it, it actually says that there are five stages of burnout. The honeymoon phase it classes as being the moment when you, you're really excited about this new job, this new task, this new thing you want to do, and you really want to take on all the responsibilities and prove yourself and what you want to do. And that's, that's the honeymoon. You're, you're excited about the job. You're excited about what you're doing. Then the next part is the onset of stress. Now, you may not be aware of it, but your blood pressure may be going up. Your anxiety levels may be increasing. You may be becoming very fatigued, forgetful. And yeah, you know, your productivity is actually starting to go down. And you're not interacting with your friends so much. You may start to have headaches and the likes of. And that's, that's the stress starting to hit in. And then they say the chronic stress is when you start to be apathetic. You don't do your hobbies anymore. You give up. You you haven't got the incentive to do things. You're kind of going, why bother? Why should I do this? Why should I? Whatever. You become resentful and you're starting not to like the job. Now, hopefully we haven't got that far yet. And then it gets into the kind of burnout, right? Where the behavior starts to change. You get chronic headaches, very pessimistic about things, you obsess over problems in your work life, and you become very self-doubting. And you want to drop out of society. Well, we've kind of dropped out of society here with the pandemic. Then it says the fifth part is the habitual burnout. And this is where you get the burnout syndrome, the chronic mental fatigue, and also the chronic uh, physical fatigue, and you become sad and depressed and all those sort of things. So, again, part of the reason I thought it would be a good idea to to have a, a natter on this is, is really... As we're on this new venture, we've been at it for two years. It's it's it. We've done you know twenty four months of this all together. It's still a challenge. We're still meeting things. We're still learning things. How do we make sure that we don't get burnout? What's your answer to that, Garvin? Too late. <laughs> no, oh, what, no, no, no. no what's very very
1: interesting <laughs> is I've not no not suffered all these symptoms or but what just recognizing a couple of things that you said there from the five stages i went through them all this morning pretty much in an hour because what i was doing was i now i all accept the headaches i didn't i don't have the headaches but what i have is i've got a bit of the apathy i've got a little bit of the very i think one the first stage one was you know the i I hear remember the words honeymoon and at the early at the early stage you get you get very very excited about something we're very very excited about where we are in our product life cycle and business life cycle in our startup and our journey and, and we know we've achieved an awful lot and we focus what we need to do next but what we need to do next is an awful lot of work effort it's the right type of work effort we have very limited budget we'd love to get a couple of investors on board they give us some money but the money will then give us some extra resources of individuals that we can get this effort package in the right order but at the same time I'm in this honeymoon period of being excited that we're on the right track and we're doing something that we know will lead to the right end. But what we've now identified is this panic mode of look at the amount of work ahead. <clears throat> Excuse me. That I have to do. We have to do still, not still. We've only just learned to identify the right workloads and effort now that has to be put in so that brought on quite quickly the next stage of the bits, bits of the worry and the stress of how the hell are we going to achieve this with little or no budget before certain dates we need to do this now when we achieve that there's a whole other i think i just mentioned to you this morning going i'm panicking about the sales mode now but the sales is has the product has to be there for you to be worrying about not achieving your sales targets i'm worrying about not achieving my sales targets before i've built the product so uh, i i've now moved this extra stress load into well we're going to achieve all this and build all that and it'll be all there it'll all look great we'll have the brochures we'll have the the prospectuses that'd be very well packaged and, and, and presented for our audiences. We'll have the communication strategies and that's a whole mother load of work, which I'm saying I'm not, I think we can achieve. But now I'm going to worry about the next bit before I've done that bit because we well, i have done all this and no one will buy the product. How am I going to, who's selling it? What's the, what's the cost of acquisition for these customers so they can actually consume these products and services which we are just about to package. So that was all in the same 10 minutes this morning going, I'm very happy where we are. I've identified the workload myself and George have to go through. We can do this because actually we're very, very comfortable with this type of workload because it's in the operational product sphere. But when we achieve that we are now moving into an uncomfortable syndrome of we're not the experts in the sales process. So that's where we panic a little bit in the future. But I'm bringing that into the power of now. We're accelerating all these workloads and stresses and worries, which will lead to burnout in the now for work that doesn't belong in the now, it belongs in the future. So then I start getting a and going, well, I, actually on the wellness front, I don't have the headaches, but I haven't been going out because of the pandemic. I haven't been exercising, so the wellness under the mind and under the the body has been you know put on the side and we need to bring back on stream from last year because we were very good last year going the day breaks into but health of body health of mind health of business. do not leave one aside because all if you're good in one it'll feed the others and then it'll be good you'll be well in all so this is where this morning now I've gone through three or four of those stages of the process i'm not getting totally apathetic and giving up and throwing my ties out of the pram i'm just more worried about successfully achieving some things and the workloads that success will then bring and should i stop now because I'm going to do all of this, and maybe run out of steam a little bit further down the line, where we're powerless, and we and we then say, "Why? What was it all about? Why did we do all of that and then not achieve the original goals?" Rather than going, you are achieving different goals along the path. They become different problems in the right place in their own timeline. Don't use the power of now. Don't worry about the future somethings because that will lead to burnout. Each one belongs in on its own time path and critical path. Therefore, get some exercise, get some new time and package business time and workloads into the day. Each day has its own journey. Do not try and put five days into one day as something, or you will burn out. You will burn out unnecessarily. That's hidden in this language of worry and stress and anxiety. I think they're, they're not separate pieces. They're just reflective of the parts. It's we're on a journey of anxiety, of stress, which will lead to burnout if we bring the future nows into the present. If we don't care, take care of body, mind, and business in the right order. Therefore all of the above so i went through all that this morning and and now you've come to give me this lesson and that's great there's a time and place for everything we have to be mindful of it we have to package it don't stress the small stuff package the big stuff get help seek help and most of all take care of mind and body and business will then be taken care of
0: now as you were talking there i was kind of going through uh some, some of the things you were thinking of, especially about the, the different stages of emotions that we all have and we have in, in a given part of the day. And I know that um, as a youngster, I would have, uh, you know, we would have had a certain set period of time. We had to meet a deadline and the deadline was rushing up and you, you, you put a lot of energy into it. And you knew that if you could get to the deadline, then you thought, well, I could switch off. One of the biggest problems that tended to happen was that the producer would always want something else done. And they would be out of, they would be the one that's in power to change the deadline. And then you're sitting there kind of going, but I've expended all my energy. Where am I now meant to find the energy to cover this next period if I have to keep on going? And that's actually quite a bad way of working because usually what I also found, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that for every hour after that perceived Point finish that you carried on working, you were now creating another hour when you did eventually stop and take it up again. So it, it actually becomes a false economy because you could end up ruining what you're actually doing. What I suddenly found was that, uh, I, again, it's like taking a breather. We've been indoors quite a lot over the last few weeks because we've not, you know, we're not meant to be going out and we're now ordered to stay indoors at the moment but actually going outside and taking a breath of fresh air actually does you a world of good i didn't realize that we, we you know we've been opening the windows uh in the house just to and we suddenly realized, actually oh, there's fresh air and and having a good lungful of of new air that isn't just rotating around the house is actually quite useful and it stimulates the brain in a way that wasn't happening with the maybe the stale air that was inside because you you know uh, so we've been opening the windows and they had been saying you know let the let the air f- you know go through your house and whatever just to to give you that fresh sense of oxygen and fresh sense of mind now i I had my because of the cold nights recently, my car battery was dead, and I went started up over the weekend and it was as flat as a pancake, so I ended up taking it out last night and again this i I knew that this morning because there was a need for me to have a car available i put the I put it in, but I spent about an hour doing this just getting just sorting a few things out. And actually, I thought, oh, do you know what? I feel pretty good just because I've been outside. I've got my exercises. I, I am doing exercises every morning, making that part of it. And actually getting into those little routines where you say, right, from here to here, I'm going to do X and Y. Then I'm going to have a break. And then I'm not going to think about that. And then I'm going to go back in. And one of the things that um, was quite interesting, Garvin had actually mentioned a few times in the past about, well, you know, when you're in your downtime, you know, maybe you could just think about this, that, and the other and and I I tend to task things. So I thought, oh no, I don't want to do that because that's going to be an extra bit of bother. But then over the weekend, this weekend, there was a little thing that we needed to think about. And I wasn't actually planning to do anything, but I spent the whole weekend just looking at things, just in a chilled fashion and made my mind up about a certain piece of technology that I was thinking of getting. And it was just like everything had just felt fallen into place because I was suddenly at rest. I was not, forcefully thinking things through but just letting this wave of information come over me and just was taking it up and it just so happens you know we were picking things up and and it helped me make a decision had i been in that kind of burnout type situation where you're obsessing over whether to get something coming out with all the good things the bad things and everything else I probably would have put myself off doing what I needed to do, uh, wouldn't get the tool that I needed to get, and would be back to square one in a couple of weeks' time thinking, are oh, the computer's going to crash. Do I need to get a new computer? What am I going to do? All that sort of thing. But actually, having those times where you switch off, it's a bit like dreaming. Apparently, dreams allow you to buffer all the information of the day through because you're at rest, you're at peace. And it allows the mind to untangle all the the, the the mess that's kind of built up in your head to, to give you some kind of sense of relief. And, and there was a saying about, you know, go and sleep on it. And it's when you've got a problem, if you go and rest and sleep on it, and you stop thinking about it, all of a sudden you come up with a, slu- a solution. You get that kind of re- eureka moment. Ah, there it is. I know what I'm actually about to do. And that's what we need to do. We need to ensure that we, we we take the blocks of time that we allocate during the day for specific tasks, specific jobs, and at the end of it, deliberately say, right, that's it. Now I'm going to stop. Now I'm going to do this other thing and start to, you know. And and the other thing, more than likely, is going to have dinner with the family and make sure you have a chit-chat because they need to come and chatter to, to you as much as you need to chatter to them. And I think the important thing is is that the chit-chats with other people. Um, I know that when we've sat down on a Monday morning, Garvin, myself, we may be, you know, concerned about certain activities, but once we get into the conversation, it actually allows you to release all those ideas and clarify that actually the direction that we're going in is the right one to be going. And it helps to reinforce and build us up. And any self-doubts we have, we suddenly kind of go, right, that's okay. Maybe governors say that's us just, just backing up our ideas and things like that and sort of supporting one another. And you kind of go, Well, no, actually, it's sometimes we need that reinforcement to so if we're on a wave kind of thing, one of us can be on the up, the other can be on the down, and it allows each of us to keep in tandem with one another as we go along, to keep that focus. And I think it's also another reason why it's always good to be working with somebody else on a particular job, because. They help you bring you back into focus when maybe you go off at a tangent, slightly one or the other, and and maybe start to you know lose direction or start to wane, and that's 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 very important. So the conversations, the discussions, are as important in in strategizing, I suppose Gavin might say, to make sure that you're going in the right direction. And sometimes we need to keep on doing that. We need to keep having those same conversations. So it's not sort of going round and round the and same idea again and again. It's just getting that clarification in our head. Practice makes perfect and it gets us going in the right direction. And then we pick up on the waves of other things that are coming in and influencing us uh, that, that actually echo where we're going and they help to reinforce that way forward, which I think is a good thing.
1: Now, what's interesting is I was in the garden yesterday with my young daughter to try and cut off, or, or I should say, do a little bit of exercise and the mindfulness at the same time as the tick list of have to do the garden, clear the leaves, or someone's going to kill themselves slipping on it because it was sub-zero temperatures a previous couple of days. and while out there and the great thing was i went out first of all no one was going to help me and then my daughter ava came out and played with the dogs and the kid could be a couple of kittens and for the few hours i was out there the dogs and the kittens and my daughter were all playing in the garden as long as i kept on sweeping the leaves now 60 wheelbarrow loads of leaves in. You've never seen anything like it. Three hours in, and I'm nearly half dead with my back because I'm an old man. I've gone from doing nothing to 60 wheelbarrows of leaves. Now, leaves aren't very heavy, but it's the distance from where you're going to wheelbarrow to and from, back and forward, and it's the picking up and bending down is was the ex well i call it exercise but that was too much of that type of exercise having not done it in a long time before it was great to be doing something with the family even though i was doing all the work and they were doing all the play but at the same time i was i was double jobbing i was actually for the two hours or three hours in question i listened to four to six episodes of our own podcast which was total narcissism on steroids but i loved it burnout I, I, i was listening to the that's probably where i got the worry i was listening to what we need the shows in question we're saying we're talking about where we are and what we're about to do next and i I was starting to visualize the workloads i was listening to it in the sense of like this feedback loop are we right are we are we is that does that sound well if you were a customer does that sound well if that was the industry and and it did it did to me and i reaffirmed i am happy where we are we need to keep on this path and we need to do this packaging next, which is exactly where we are to plan. I listened to the show and said, I think that sounds professional it's now it's not for everybody it would be for a film industry or film education audience because now it has a certain language wrapped into it in terms of startup coaching and mentoring that has a couple of little film innuendos or references thrown in so i so i started to hear this would be a good film podcast or for this particular community so yes i do feel happy with that product we've created we need to keep on doing that on a regular basis that was great i was out there being mindful at the same time as picking up the leaves and having some family time with my daughter and the kittens and the dogs and there was a time and place for everything i didn't call that business work but there was an element of it there that was wrapped up that presented itself that you are doing the right thing keep on going keep on doing it sounds a lot more professional than it did nine months ago you like you, we we're talking about finding our voice. there i am listening to my own voice talking as a professional as a producer or or financier or trainer in the film industry in this country does that sound like a professional in that subject head it did george was talking i was talking we seemed to be quite knowledgeable on what we were talking about there was a nice pace to it and that gave me an affirmation that i i'm very happy on my journey to date and I, i i think i sound professional on my subject listening to myself on this show with good sound and a good and a good pace to conversation so that was very very interesting and then let's go the burnout. i'm not bur- i'm burnt out picking up leaves but i want to do more exercise and i have to build it into each day and actually what i heard you just saying now george was you're you reminding me of the minimum value proposition the minim- minimum viable product which is we have to keep on creating value into each of the days we do don't do stuff for the sake of doing it make sure it's on the critical path make sure it builds on the journey you're going on Every single day, we start off. We do do that little planning, strategizing exercise of what we're we going to do today. Are we doing the right thing? Is is it aligned to one of our strategy? Yes, it is. Right. I'll go off and do this. You go off and do that, and we'll swing back around at the end of the day or tomorrow and see how far we got. Now we don't get an awful lot done sometimes, but an awful lot of strategizing and planning actually gets an awful lot more focus achieved. We know who we need to be talking to next we it reaffirms that at a a relationship level in the industry little movements there have massive value potential as opposed to spending eight hours moving figures around a spreadsheet or documenting something that we feel we've done an element of time investment which doesn't necessarily deliver a similar reward value so big things are happening this week we're, we're, we're interviewing potential interns we have other ones about to come on board we know the workloads we want to focus on which is under this branding marketing prospectus type heading we're very focused on on now building out the exact product we're talking about we're no longer stra- like just strategizing it or verbally ideating ideating it we know exactly what it looks like in terms of a volume of writing defining and definition in a language that will be understood by both a customer marketplace and a certification or so a set of bodies and education institutions so we're f- we, we have the language don't feel stressed if you had asked me this question a year ago i would have been very very stressed now i know we're the experts in the language it's just a matter of time and effort to tick those boxes and, but the relationship building side of things, in this week, we've opened up a couple of relationships that could have massive value potential that strategically places in the industry that could be worth more than all the effort done to date in terms of how the selling aspect or, cons- or consumption aspect might happen in the future. So these are things you can't do things in isolation, take care of your health, take care of your mind, I get ideas, talk about plans, talk about goals, talk about strategies on a regular basis and then dish out the task and activity type workload. But don't go off doing workloads for work's sake because you will get burnt out doing the wrong thing and not actually create any value of substance. So that's something that came while moving a lot of leaves around yesterday.
0: And the the other thing is that the this is the karma.com, is the website that we've been looking at. And it, it's their, their five stages of burnout came from, uh, was inspired by the uh, Winanoa State University, who was doing a study in their psychology uh, department on what burnout is. And what they discovered is that it's 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 the, the people in the ages between 25 and 44 are the ones that are in the kind of most burnout. Now, I know, yeah, and I would agree with that because I know that during that particular period, those two ages that I I was at, um, there was a lot of stress. I was in a lot, I, and I, I did get burnt out. I ended up in the hospital at one point. And I think more recently, as you get older, there comes a point where you, you won't accept that anymore. You're, you're finding that you're saying, do you know what? In the end, I thought I was doing this to help. I thought I was putting all this effort in. And all that really was happening was that I was getting burned out because somebody else was letting me carry on working my socks off and working really hard. And that's, that's, that's also an important part of what Garvin was talking about was saying that talk to somebody, the simple act of talking to somebody and, and, you know, having someone that can listen to what, where you are and what's going on. And we, we, we all have this inbuilt thing like Garvin was talking earlier on about all these massive things that could go wrong and there's the fears that each one of us have it's part of our human being human we we imagine the worst is going to happen you know the beer with the bear or the bear with the beer is going to come out and eat us you know unless we can get the beer off of him first but we have all these fears with our minds our imagination comes up with the worst possible thing that could ever happen to us and if i do this oh it's going to go wrong so i've got to get this done i've got to do this i've got to please that person i've got to please the other person and quite often what they're actually looking for is for you to say actually i can only do this and that and and then i've got to stop and these are the reasons why and one of the things that I think was quite good in the last couple of weeks, because I, I I tend to think, right, I've got to get this project done. It's got to be done. And if I don't get it done now, I'm going to get, you know, there's going to be so many other things. It's, I'm just going to be overwhelmed. And Garvin's been actually saying, George, you actually don't need to do that. So there's reassurance, because normally I've had people say, yeah, keep on working, keep on working, keep on working. You can't stop. You can't stop. And I felt that I, I couldn't stop. But Garvin's actually been saying to George, you need to stop for your own good health, your own well-being. And there, because there is a voice sort of telling me, look, you know, it's not me putting you under pressure, George. That's you that's doing that. You know, please just simmer down. You know, you don't have to put all that effort in. We'll get there in the end. Then you begin to realize well actually that that helps because I, otherwise i could have crashed at that point just physically just crashed or been wiped out and and there are there are times where you put in you're excited about the project you're doing so you kind of go oh, i have to do this a little extra more and then you look at the clock and it's it's later in the evening or it's 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 turned past midnight or something silly and you realize that if the more you do now you're going to be so fatigued in the in the following day that you, you, you're not going to be able to do anything and if anybody out there has had uh, COVID and uh, feels that they've got over it, quite often there's a lot of people suffering from what they call long COVID, and I think I've I've had a bout of that. And it seems that every every other week there is a day where you get up and you just feel as though you have no energy, you're just completely wrecked, and and if you it, you know and you just feel like it's a disaster area for you because you can't connect with your mind with your body and you're just sort of fatigued. And I think. What what's what's really good is if you're working with someone that can understand and actually tells you to look, start to manage your time a little bit better, and it's not that it's a criticism; it's just trying to help ease you, uh, and they're actually listening to what you're saying and moving you forward. I think that's a really good thing. Another thing that has happened during this last two years. Uh, which sometimes wasn't happening in other jobs that I've ever had or done, is Garvin's actually come up and said, George, do you know what? I really like what you did. Well done. And you kind of go, oh, right, okay. And and quite often, people don't do that enough. They don't say to the people that they're working with, well done, that was really good. And, and you know, don't be so hard on yourself. And they're actually helping to motivate you and just give you that little bit of incentive and giving you that sense of value. We've been talking about value quite a bit. You know, has the product got value? But what we're also starting to recognize is the value that each other has, for what they're doing on the project, you know. I know Garvin has said to me, "God, George, you're doing so many things. I'm not doing anything." I going to go, "Oh yeah, yes, you are. Look what you're doing there. You're doing this. You're 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 putting together a business sense which I wouldn't possibly have necessarily because I'm thinking more." Governments, whereas the functions of things, but we each have our value in what we're doing that makes that by coming together, we're bringing more value to this whole thing because of the partnership that's going on. You don't want to be constantly working with someone that is exactly like you because actually you'll always be in agreement. One of the great things about the the relationship that we're having, it it is a challenge. I think it's a challenge for both of us because we're coming from two different perspectives. We're trying to work out, is the language Right. And then we suddenly realize we've actually not been arguing, we've actually been agreeing, but we just didn't realize it because we're using different language. And, and But there's the challenge. There's the value in that because now we're getting a different perspective on what's going on. And that helps us because we're actually from a different point of view, looking at the project and bringing in the values that comes from that particular area and helping each other to see something that we wouldn't have seen before. You know, I might not have seen how how valuable some of the things that I'm actually doing is because I've, I've been too far in one area, whereas now Garvin's been able to bring me over it and allow me to see things from a totally different perspective. And I went, oh, right, okay, now I understand. That's really good. We all need that regardless of what the business is, regardless of what it is that we're doing. And we need to work, I think, and, and in teams, because individually we will be more destructive to ourselves and we won't give ourselves time to work things out properly. We'll always be putting ourselves under pressure before we know it, we, la- we will actually be burnt out because we haven't been able to manage ourselves properly. And we need those other people just to tell us and guide us and move us in those kind of right directions.
1: Now, what's interesting there is, uh, I'll start with the end uh, because what you mentioned there is, it reminded me of, uh, the parameters of roles. Where does your job start and end? And like if you're if you're not on a team and you're one individual, one man business, you've got to have all these multiple roles. You might have to, your, your main role might be the product guy, the operations guy, but then as soon as you've built your product or you're selling your product, you have to become the sales guy, the marketing guy, the finance guy, the legal guy. It doesn't end. You are, you're responsible for all the functions of business. If you move to a partnership like we are at the moment, you know now we're saying at least the risk is the reward is shared. And the risk is shared, responsibility is shared, and hopefully you'll take on different roles and not the same ones, but have an input to the very up to all of the above and shape and form it under the, the structures it needs to be. Now, we're also a company, so the company starts getting a little bit bigger and start going, you know, you're on a growth path and you need. These functional heads, these, so if we're in the production sphere, we know there's operations, we know we're going to have an HR element, we're going to have 40 staff, and they're going predominantly going to be a few in the sales and marketing, but the rest predominantly in operations, because what we are under the hood is, is is a production company going to be making films and, and, dramas and episodical somethings and then at the same time we're going to have the sales and market distribution and we're also a learning training entity so we have different functional products within the product area of operations and they're going to be staffed up with the skill sets and you know and if you think of uh, the audio visual teams we're going to have directors producers we're going to have the full camera crew the full sound crew we're going to have an editing suite so there's lots of jobs and roles every one of them has a subject matter expert that like to think there's a parameter of what their responsibility and roles are where their job starts and ends and so they don't get burnout now in the industry in question we've been told the expectation in the past and possibly in the present is 16 hour days to achieve an ask of certain amounts of shots if you want to get your you know actors and and the job and the shooting schedule done on that day the day might go on from 6 in the morning till to till, till, till 12 at night because your actors are fecking off somewhere else and you only have the crew for the day and the location you've rented it so you'll keep on going till you get the ask but it's not that that day replicates the next day and it keeps on going Every every day is a 12 hour day forever because the accountants will screw you and basically say I'll pay you for 8 but you can give me 16 I have then my costs are down but my profit is up it doesn't doesn't align because burnout will be created, resentment will be created. Your job roles, You've gone beyond the ask, but you got paid for the for you got paid for the, the minimum and and did the maximum. So no, there has to be an alignment. To personalities, to profiles, to roles, to responsibilities, to understanding the share out of reward that matches all that. Do your day job, do it well, get paid well. And at the very at the end of it, beyond the, the compensation of the monetary aspect of it, like George just said, is that was a job well done. You got your credits on your movie. People recognize you for your role and contribution and, and the fact it was you versus some other cinematographer because they recognized your style, they recognized your expertise and what you gave to the day job and the ask. So, so in their, in the roles that we're going to be dealing with, there's creativity and there's actors that are going to perform. There's crew that can, they're going to take that extra shot if the budget allows. To see if they can make the minimum better so it's to get the maximum reward for the minimum budget but at the same time everyone's stepping up to give a testimonial something and we all want to do it in all of our roles regardless as long as it doesn't cause burnout that we're not being expected of us and Asked of us, but not paid for from us, and not thanked. So there has to be this alignment. So I, 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 I hear everyone. If you were happy in their work, I think we'd rather be in a team than be on our own because you will get burned out quicker. If we're in a team that we're we all complement each other, then we're on a journey that's going to be enjoyable, and we will all try and out perform not because we have to but because we want to and because we need to personally because we feel we can give more and we know the more we can give there will be a pay it forward and we will get a benefit whether it be in the future or through the evidence we're generating for others we're not doing it for the sake of it because all we're going to do is self-burn out for the hell of it otherwise so that's what i was saying to george before was there's a time and place we might have to do a little bit of burnout because there might be an impending deadline that has to be done by. But we are our own deadlines going forward because we're in that unique position. So we do, a day, a week, a month is not going to make a difference in the bigger scheme of things to us. Rather that we're going on that journey, we'll go fast, we'll go slow. When we can, we'll rest, and when we can give more, we will, because the reward is all ours. We are not doing it beholden to someone else, and not and then not knowing whether we'll ever receive a benefit or or something for it. That extra time and effort can be redirected into the wellness of ourselves, or our family, or our friends. Why would you be giving something more to someone else when you because that's going to cost you your time? Energy, effort, your life stream, direct that to your family, to direct that to your family and friends. Unless you feel there's more value to be got in the game of life on the longer term by directing it into the business and and the ass of the day in terms of a functional something. Otherwise, get up, have the coffee, go for a walk with a dog. You, you'll get more value, more mindfulness, and, you, and and that's what time is about in the first place.
0: We've actually again, would you believe, reached the end of another show. And in this episode, we've been talking about burnout that can come from work where we start off being very enthusiastic about what we're doing and we we become so focused that we forget about other things. But as we keep on doing that, there's an expectation that we'll keep on doing that. And eventually we can get burnout, we can get depressed, we can can get resentful of what we're doing. In fact, we could hate the job altogether. What we've tried to look at is how We may have actually resolved some of those issues by, in many ways, in in a very simple way, is actually finding someone else that we can talk to, to express the issues that we're actually having and why we feel the way we feel. So the key thing there is not to feel that there's anything wrong, because we all do have those experiences. We have a range of different emotions. We are like a frequency. We are like a wave. We have our ups and we have our downs. And what you need to do is to tune into somebody else that can help lift you, who will be prepared to listen to you without judgment, without condemnation, without, you know, criticizing you, who will allow you just to talk. And quite often, it's not that you want them to give you advice, it's just you want someone to listen so you can get it out. And once you've got it out, you can actually feel a lot better. So the key there is to make sure that you have demarcation lines between when you start work, when you finish work, when you go off and do your hobbies and other activities that keep you happy, and then the time that you spend with your family and listen to them. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and uh, maybe can recognize within yourself some of the issues that we've been discussing and will then maybe see where you can seek help through other people. There are in, especially in the UK and in Ireland, there are centres you can go to to ask for advice and get uh, counselling in some form or fashion if you're looking for that, just to help you through those kind of issues. Thanks for listening to us chatter on about burnout. Hopefully you don't get burnout. And I hope you'll come and listen to us next week. That's uh, in the room every Friday now. We no longer are doing the Tuesday ones, but every Friday... See you next week.
1: Right. Bye. Don't burn out. Reach out and then go and burn brightly. See you soon. Take care. Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications.